are listening to a beautiful life podcast a lifestyle pod for the girls who want to embrace all areas of life from mindset to aesthetics and everything in between i'm your host kaylee karcher and every monday i'll be serving you entertainment inspiration realness and a little bit of tough love to give you the tools to live your version of a beautiful life from the inside out Hello guys, welcome back to A Beautiful Life Podcast. My name is Kaylee. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back. As you can see, today's episode is how I stopped stressing about money and changed my money mindset, which is such an exciting episode. Can't wait to get into it. But before we do, I have to give a disclaimer, of course. I am in no way a financial expert by any means. And so this is not professional advice. This is like sleepover friend to friend, like big sister to little sister advice. I do feel though like I'm like the best person to give you this advice because I am not an expert so we won't be going over like these crazy terms that nobody knows like a lot of times if you listen to uh, like a real financial expert they start talking about like stocks and words that you have no idea your eyes glaze over you disassociate and you stop listening we will not be talking about any of that vocabulary no stock money jargon will be really in this episode today. We are going to be talking about the basics and truly just my journey of how I stopped being stressed about money, even though like I'm not rich. So it's not like the secret at the end of this episode is going to be that and now I'm rich because I'm not. The secret at the end of this episode is just going to be truly all of the things that I've done over the years, because it has been years, to get to the point that I am today, which is feeling good, feeling prepared, planned out, and, and just like ready to go and ready to share my tips. So I also have an episode which is one of my most downloaded episodes ever and it's just simple money tips for beginners something like that you'll you'll find it when you scroll that episode is where I kind of go more into like just personally how you can save in this episode I'm I want to talk about just like the logical the mindset and the energy behind just being like super stressed about money especially I feel like the holidays are very stressful for people so this is a good time for this episode to come out And it's also a good time because it was probably last February, maybe March that Jay and I really started to like plan our money out, like just in like a legit set in stone way. And we have made strides we've never made before. So it feels really good. And I'm just feeling like if you just start now, you're going to be good to go. You're going to be all ready and life is going to be good. So That is what we will be talking about today. Before we get into the episode, obviously I have to give you my like random thought of the week and my, it always surprises me even what my random thought of the week is because I'll like write something down during like a conversation with, with Jay or whatever. And I'll like really be thinking it's something special. And then when it comes time to sit down, like I'm doing right now and record the podcast, I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) why did I feel Like, that was necessary. But still, I will give you this hot take. So my hot take is that Drake is the Nickelback of the rap world. So I feel like everyone, like, roasts Nickelback. And honestly, I don't understand why. Nickelback slaps. Have you heard the song, Rockstar? Like, best song. And Drake is kind of the same thing. Like, he's kind of, like, the, like, emotional sad boy. Like, everyone just, like, makes fun of him for, like, kind of being cheesy. But it's, like, we love cheesy. Cheesy is – cheesy's not always good, but sometimes 
it's pretty good. And I just feel like Nickelback and Drake both don't get enough credit. And Jay was uh, vehemently disagreeing with me, but I said what I said. And I do think that both bands, not well, Drake's not a band, I guess. Both artists are incredible and deserve more respect. Okay, now that I've got that off my chest, we can jump into the episode. First, I'm going to just give you like the backstory on my money. Okay, so I used to be incredibly stressed all the time about money. Like that gut, that anxiety in your chest, all those feelings, feeling like, how am I going to make it out of this alive? Like I have been there. I know her well. Um, And so that's kind of how I even like got into all of this. So probably in like 2016, I started listening to this podcast called Manifestation Babe. And it was obviously like about like manifestation and mindset, but she did a podcast episode about money mindset. That was the first time that I was ever introduced to this idea of like your money mindset. And it totally blew my mind. Like just so as an example, basically whatever you grow up hearing in life for all people, that's basically going to be your mindset for all topics. So like not just money, but your beauty routine, the way you keep your house, like all of those things are obviously about like how you grew up. And so if you're always hearing things like money doesn't grow on trees, like just that kind of statement, obviously that's going to be in like your subconscious. You don't even think about it, but there's an immediate lack and scarcity mindset surrounding money. If you just like have sentences like that in your vocabulary. And so once I started to hear about that concept and start to hear that like, well, that's that's a limiting belief. That's not something that has to stay with you forever. I became like so interested. And so the first part of this episode, I will be talking about kind of like the woo woo side of money. And then I'm going to get into the logical side. So this is not going to be all rainbows and butterflies, but I do feel as though the woo woo energetic side of money is the most important it's it's what I started with like I already said and I don't know that that's the right way to start if you should start with the logistics first or if you should start with the woo -woo. but I will say that starting with the woo -woo side of money is what like took so much stress out of my life like an immense amount of stress just totally gone from my life and it's also the the reason that I was so excited to start learning about the logistics the logical side of money so I just wanted to start off the episode with the energetic side okay so like we already already covered with the limiting beliefs of it all most people grow up with those kinds of phrases in their head like money doesn't grow on trees like of course I can't think of like a single other example but just that kind of like sentence in general that creates an immediate limiting limiting like ceiling so like as soon as you start to hear that kind of stuff you're like that's true like we only have what we have and of course that is true physically you do only have what you have but one thing about money is that it's so emotional it's so personal everybody's situation's completely different and it's always a moving target so it's not like Yesterday you were good, today you're also good, but it can be, but just emotionally it doesn't feel that way. And so I started to learn through all of these podcasts I was listening to and Manifestation Babe that money 
just like mindset and manifestation and and everything like that is an energetic concept much more than it is a physical concept so like if you are constantly desperate and feeling just like behind and like you can never get ahead and the second you get ahead something happens and that's always that like desperate energy that you're putting out into the universe just like with regular mindset stuff that's what you're going to keep seeing it's what you're going to keep coming across so it's just it starts you in a deficit to have that mindset and so that's why I think it's so important to focus on the mindset aspect of it first because once you can kind of get those like feelings out of the way you start looking for the good the opportunity the it's gonna be okay energy and that's when things can really start to turn around so one thing that I learned and I mean don't do not turn this episode off once I say this because I know a lot of people have issues with this and I honestly do too. I, I do think they're incredibly cheesy, but they work and that is mantras. So every time I became super stressed about money, like if, I don't know, an unexpected payment, expense, whatever it was, anytime I became super stressed about money, I would say to myself, like in my head, whatever, I would say money is abundant and it flows to me effortlessly. And I would say that every single time I got anxiety. Did that give me more money on the spot? No, of course it didn't, but it did calm my nerves and take away anxiety because after saying that to yourself, however many times, 50 times in like different occurrences, you start to believe and realize that like, okay, you know what? Actually, things are going to be okay. Like I'm not going to die right now. Nothing is going to happen. It's actually going to be okay. And that's, of course, as long as you're, like, continuing to work and not just, like, sitting on your couch hoping. Like, that's completely different. Assume that you're working and you're paying your bills and that's that's the game we're playing right now. So literally every single time for years, like, and, and actually if I ever have any sort of feeling of stress to this day, I do say that mantra to myself, but it is a lot more rare than it used to be. But so I would say that mantra to myself and the reason that mantras work, although they're cheesy, I, I, I probably think they're cheesier than you think they are because that is just like not really my personality to, to like be like, okay, it's okay. Everything's okay. But like I said, saying that in stressful scenarios enough times and then seeing the results of not dying not losing everything it really starts to prove to yourself that like okay actually things are going to be okay and so then you start to believe it so even though maybe your bank account hasn't even changed at all but like in the end you always come through you always pay that bill you always make ends meet whatever it is then it just builds that confidence muscle that you're like okay things are okay and so then the stress starts to come less frequently and when you start to get the stress you can deal with it better that's my first tip is to develop a mantra for yourself so whatever like your particular money issues are like just create your own mantra you can use this mantra that I just told you that I mean it it works for me so I'm not saying a mantra is like this magical like voodoo statement because that's not what it is at all it's not magic it just starts to create a mindset that is manageable and that you can believe in 
the next kind of woo-woo thing for me is reframing how you view money. And so it's such a trope in TV, media in general, daily life that like you pay bills and you die and that's it. So obviously you need to pay for your shelter. You have to pay for your electricity, your water, your food. All of those things in life are completely unavoidable. You can't get away from shelter. You can't get away from having to eat. You can't get away from needing electricity in this modern world. And so I like to view those things as the foundation of what I need and because they're unavoidable, I just am grateful that I have money to be paying those bills and keeping the life going that I have. So instead of being like, great, I have to pay electric right now, like, it's just part of my baseline in life. So I know I have to pay it. I'm not going to let myself get upset that I have to pay my electrical bill because it's just part of life. You have to. So viewing your your bills as something that you're even grateful for really helps just take away any of more of the like negativity and just like the fuck this feelings like it kind of just like it just eases the process and it makes you feel better and so although that's again not going to put more money in your in your bank account it's just another tactic to soothe yourself and to just kind of accept the situation as it is. And the next way that I reframe things is with debt. So obviously everybody hears the word debt. You think, well, that's that's not a good word. That's not good to have debt. I like to view debt as a tool in my toolbox. I was able to live the way that I was living when I didn't have the actual like money flow because of my debt so like the lifestyle that I was living that created my debt maybe you look back and you think well that was stupid but did you have a good time did you like have experiences that you'll never get back like did you do things that like money really can't buy yourself back like you can never go backwards in time you can't recreate memories you can't do anything over so it's like if if you're now in debt because you chose to live life of course, there's a, an extremely reckless way to do that and and you should probably pull it back a little bit if you feel like you are being extremely reckless. But in some ways, I truly am like so thankful for the debt that I had because it, I mean, and there were points in my life where I wasn't using it for like fun memories. I was literally putting like groceries on my credit card and that's where my debt came from. Like maybe there was a sweater or two, I don't know. But and of course, at the time too, like, oh, I'm stressed because I have all this debt. Like, that's a stressful thing until you reframe it. And then you say, okay, I do have this debt, but this debt is what allowed me to live the life that I've been living. It's the way that I got here today. And now that you're maybe thinking about changing up your money mindset, getting more serious about money in general, you can obviously like pump the brakes a little bit on on whatever you're spending if it is frivolous and you can start to create a plan to to pay down your debt but a lot of people have like immense shame around debt and I do think that it doesn't need to be that way for one because literally everybody has debt the, and and let's be honest the people who don't have any debt like mm, they're sticks in the mud they have no fun 
it's like the people who are like, I'm afraid to buy myself a toiletry. Like it couldn't be me. I love to spend money. I do. I love to buy myself treats. I love to shop. I love to do all of those things. So I am not trying to tell you to like, I am not, I forget the guy's name, the the guy who like won't let you buy coffees. That's not what I'm trying to do today. I am literally telling you like how I relieved my stress and then also got myself on track to like set myself up for success. And the first thing with that, like I've already said, is the energy and the reframing of the way that you view your debt. So when you're paying your debt back, it doesn't have to be like, wow, now I'm wasting all my money. I'm paying for something that I already had. So it's just dumb. Like it doesn't have to be that way. You can you can reframe it keep your spirits high and know that everybody has debt you're not the only person who made this dumb mistake and also it supplied the life and memories that you've had to this day so you don't have to feel bad about having debt however of course it does affect your credit score you do need credit for a lot of things in life and so if you're in a position now that you're wanting to manage your debt then let's fucking go. Let's let's get it managed. So moving into the logical side of things, now that you're able to have a mantra every time you get that gut anxiety feeling about how stressed you are about money, you have your reframing tactics, you know that the debt supported you and that it was there for you and that it's not all bad. You know that bills have to be paid and so it's not something to put any negative energy towards because they just have to be paid no matter what. Now we can get into the logical side of things. Okay, so one reason that most people are so totally overwhelmed by money in general is because nope, it's not like you learn it in school and also most people never learn it independently. Reading a book listening to podcasts, doing some research, it's it's that easy to start to learn money. And again, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I will not be talking about stocks here. I'm not going to use any terms at all here because I mean it is confusing and for me when I was first starting to learn about money, the reason that I would have not continued moving forward is because the terms that I was hearing were so overwhelming that I was like, all right, you know what? I don't understand numbers. I don't understand money. This is not like the field for me. And so I was able to easily write it off because of all the overwhelming shit. But again, if you're listening to this episode right now, you probably don't know anything about money. And so we need to start with like at the most basic levels. Jay and I had like a meeting with a financial advisor and he told us that our first step in life that we needed to do was to set up an account that covers up to six months of our bills. So that was almost a year ago at that point and that's what we did and it was just so nice because we talked to this guy and then he gave us like our first step. So we We had all these like, should we be like investing in stocks? Like all these things that were like, you just hear about all the time. We're like, oh my God, like, should we be doing this? Are we behind? Like, should we, whatever. And he gave us the confidence that this is our first step. This is what we should be doing. So if you're living on your own right now, or even if you're a teen, you're in high school and you're listening to this, maybe you pay for like your own cell phone bill or like your car insurance, whatever it is. 
figure out what six months of like your bills are and so like obviously if you're living at home you probably don't have a lot of bills at all but you should have a savings account that has like six months worth of of your phone bill or whatever it is that you're paying for because that's just a really good practice to get into but also because it's just it's just nice to have that security so like we have like a separate bank account every single paycheck for both of us 20% of that paycheck immediately we don't even see it it just gets transferred into a different bank account which it's a Marcus it's just an app there's no like physical buildings so like no matter where you are you can sign up for this bank account the reason that it's so important is because it makes it so that you can't easily transfer so like I think it's like you'd have to like wait like three days or something to transfer. So basically it's not like your Bank of America savings that you can transfer easily and go shopping when you were trying to save. So that is a very important thing. But anyway, setting up like a plan is like so important, but that just was back to back to the financial advisor that was just really nice for us to hear that that's like our first step so that was our focus we don't have to have any of this like murkiness about what we should be doing he told us what to do and so that's what we decided to do you can learn about money very easily there now we're very lucky to be living in the time we're living in there are so many like easy read books that don't make things confusing the first financial book I ever read was you're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero it it just again is like an easy read so it's kind of like fun to read because she's funny it's very simple terms she tells personal stories so it's just like a very simple and fun nice starter book I would definitely recommend just just to get started the next money book that Jay and I both listened to and this is how we learned how to pay yourself first which is what I was just talking about with the automatic money transfer from your paycheck which by the way I'll just say you don't have to do 20% we both started off at like 12% and then we went to like 15 and then we went to 20 so it doesn't have to be 20% off the bat I think most financial people recommend that you do at least 10% so we did 12 just because we didn't want to be like on the on the bare minimum but like do the bare minimum it's better than nothing anyway so we read rich dad poor dad that is the book that got us into just like pay yourself first I also love and recommend rich dad poor dad because it's not just a bunch of facts it's like a very much like a story so it's just a nice easy read and we didn't read it we listened on audible when we walked Larry every day so that was really nice if you are in a relationship or married or whatever and you're listening to this I also highly recommend listening with your partner and then you can talk about it after which just like I just feel like that like makes it so much more real to be like both talking and listening and planning after rich dad poor dad I wrote I read I will teach you to be rich with Ramit Sethi or by Ramit Sethi I read uh rich bitch by Nicole Lappin we I don't recommend this for beginners which is myself we read money master the game by tony robbins that is a dense book so i would say stay away from that one because it is pretty overwhelming it does go into like stocks and all that kind of stuff so all of that to say that learning is the first step 90 percent of people never crack open a book about finances and so that's why it's such an overwhelming you feel in the dark kind of topic 
another reason it feels so overwhelming and in the dark is because usually it's like older men talking about it and they do know about stocks and like it's such a you don't you don't know what you don't know situation where like they don't realize what that most people are working with literally nothing and so they'll say terms as if it's just like everybody knows it and that's just not the case and so then again it just creates this like overwhelm so I would recommend any of those books I just talked about they're such easy simple reads and I mean if you follow what they say it will work that's the thing about money that's logical is that like it's not there are no surprises there's surprises expenses wise but again if you're taking out a certain percentage of your paycheck and you have a plan set up in place then that's how it goes and then also if you do have some sort of emergency then that's exactly why you had this account set up it's for emergencies that now you can cover so it's just so beneficial in so many ways Another part of the logical aspect of money in making a plan is to create a budget. How much money do you bring in every month or every week or year or whatever? How much money do you need to spend on the bills that are unavoidable? How much of your money should you be saving? How much of your money are you spending on coffee? Because I will say, like, I think you deserve to get yourself a coffee, but also... I mean, if you're getting yourself a $10 coffee every day, we all know the Starbucks prices are going up. If you're getting yourself a $10 coffee every day and you really wanted to go shopping, but now you don't have any money, then it's like five days a week, you just spent $50. That's your sweater. So make your coffee at home and then you get a sweater or whatever it is that is like your little treat. So the plan that I wrote down specifically, which is just what Jay and I did, was to set your focus. So like I said, we went to the financial advisor. He told us, save up six months of bills. That became our focus. Pay yourself first. That's how we even did it is by just not even seeing that money. Because, and I talked about this in my simple tips for beginners, there's a difference between living paycheck to paycheck truly and living a paycheck to paycheck and also like going to Target and like buying whatever the fuck you want because that's you just kind of mismanaging and just like spending money in ways that you don't need to be. And again, I am not here to shame you. I fucking love Target. I fucking love strolling the aisles of Target and buying shit I don't need but if you're not set up for your future and you're doing that and you could be set up for your future then that's where it's going to become an issue so set your focus pay save up six months of bills sign up for a Marcus account so that you can't easily transfer and go shopping pay yourself first and then of course you got to pay down your debt. That's the most unsexy part of it all is that you now have to pay down your debt. Some financial experts say you should just pay down whatever is the like smallest one because it gives you a feeling of fulfillment. And I actually do agree with that. If you're someone who loves a treat, you love like satisfaction quickly then maybe you should go that route because even though maybe it doesn't have the highest interest rate it does feel good to pay a chunk and then know it's you don't have to think about it again so if that's kind of your personality then do that but you also most financial experts 
would recommend paying down the first uh, card that you have that has the highest interest rate because obviously the interest is going to come for you. I would try to pay more than the minimum if you can as much as possible, but if you can't, then the minimum is perfect. Just make sure you pay it on time and you're good. Um, and personally for me, I thought that it was much easier to consolidate all of my debt onto like one card so that I only had one focus. Again, setting a focus is super important, especially for me. If if you're if you're like me, a little bit ADHD, you kind of jump around from thing to thing. It's really it for me is important that I just have like one payment that I'm making, one thing I'm focusing on and that I don't have to be like, oh, no, I got to I got to go pay this card. I have to pay this card and I have to pay this card. It, it just makes it way more chaotic. And again, going back to the energy, if you ever start to feel resentful that you're paying your debt, just remember that that debt supported you it was a tool for you in your toolbox and now you're on the other side and you're able to pay it down and so you should be also grateful for that I know a lot of people hate you know especially if you're and I'm saying this with love and not in an offensive way for me being like a single mother well no no if you're new here I am not a single mother I'm saying the thought of being a single mother and trying to like pay all my bills and also take care of my kids, that sounds like the most anxiety that a person could have. And so if that is you and you get annoyed to hear people talk about the mindset of it all and the energy and you think that's absolutely not going to work, I I, I see you and I hear where you're coming from, but I do think that if you are able to manage your stress and anxiety, that's going to clear up so much of your mental space that everything else will, will come easier. And again, if you have to pay just the minimums on your card, if you can only transfer 10% into your savings account, and if you only can save so much money, then that's totally okay. Anything is better than nothing. So if you can only do the bare minimum, then just do the bare minimum. Another kind of weird thing that I'd like to say, and again, this is as this is advice from a friend and not from an expert because I am not an expert. If you are like super stressed and you're and you're acting in that state of extreme stress, so maybe you feel like you need to get a second job immediately, and so like that's what you're acting on. Like you didn't even give yourself enough time to think about it. You're just like, I need an, I need a second job. And so you just spend hours and hours applying to jobs that more than likely aren't going to get you anywhere anyway because they're probably you probably didn't apply with the right resume or whatever it was. You just need to take a deep breath and and get out of that anxiety state and then make your decisions. Do you need a second job or do you need a totally different job? I always feel like people stay in jobs just because they're comfortable and they really don't know they're kind of afraid to go do something else but like a lot of people could be paid a lot more if they just did explore their options and like took their time and obviously having just one job over having two jobs is is just more manageable for scheduling and time wise so try to not make big decisions like that while you're in some sort of like manic stress state and again going back to the energy and the woo of it all 
that is going to help bring you down. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to tell yourself that money flows to you effortlessly and abundantly and it's going to like change things for you overnight. It truly is a practice that you need to continue repeating to yourself and then eventually you will learn it. You will believe it. And I can say again, I'm not rich whatsoever. <laughs> like literally couldn't be less rich, but I have system set up and I have my mantras and I truly am never stressed about money for those reasons and I just want to share this episode with you guys so that you can feel less stressed in life because there's literally nothing that is more chaotic and takes up more energy and mental space than constantly thinking and stressing about money so I hope this episode gave you a little bit of clarity. If you are interested in learning about money mindset, read any of the books that I read or that I talked about. Listen to Manifestation Babe podcast. Um, Nicole, no, Natalia Benson has a really good podcast. I think it's just called the Natalia Benson podcast. She talks about money a lot. The Skinny Confidential has a few money episodes, which I will say they... Michael one of the the hosts he does kind of get a little stocky like into like terms so maybe that's not the the best route but the biggest advice is to just start small and foundation and do not think about a stock get a fucking stock out of your head because that's not gonna help you if you don't even have your basic account set up so I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode it was a little bit of a longer episode um let me know if you liked it and let me know if you have any questions. Reach out to me at Kaylee Carter underscore and have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to a beautiful life podcast. If this episode brought you any value, it would be so amazing if you rated, reviewed and shared the show with a friend. Let me know what you thought of the episode at a beautiful life podcast and connect with me at Kaylee Carter underscore. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful day.